and I'll show you. Ah, so you want people to know that I don't understand entrepreneur. They know you don't know, understand entrepreneur. <laughs> ah, what a disgrace is that you want them to know that I don't understand. Then a you lot better of speak don't in understand. Tree. Yeah, you better speak in tree, not in English. No, it will be nice for it. Don't worry, trust me. This I've been go. in London here 32 years and I don't understand entrepreneur and you want everybody to know that. Oh my days. Do you know what? Even this whole part I'll put out as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go. Anyway, pray for us, please. God, we thank you for another day. We thank you for a time like this. We thank you for the health and the strength and the opportunity to Amen. explain to people how everything began in Abim Abimwaha. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Today is another episode of the Make It Lucrative podcast. Uh, let me give you a little intro. Lucrative, helping startups stay up. Mill, making sure you're paid up. Describe the podcast. It's cool and corporate. It's corporate. And today, 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 we have our first guest. And it's only right that this woman is our first guest because she was the one that um, got me excited about business. She's the one that made me know that it's possible to climb up in business. She's the one that I remember when I had my first business, she was my supplier. She was the plug when I was selling African peanuts in Stockwell Park. If you know, you know, she was the one that was selling it to me at a discount price so I could, you know, you know, make that money in school. When I was selling the Lucas Aid in school, she was the one that was pushing me to sell it. She doesn't know that I was excluded for selling it, but <laughs> she knows now, but it's okay. Um, um, it's none other than Mama Lucrative. That's Mama Nanayao, or that is Abinwaha herself, Streatham High Road. If you know, you know, but this is a big welcome. Um, God bless you for coming onto the show. Um, I'm going to call you Marion just for, you know, just to keep her professional. I don't want to be calling you mum or ma on the show. Are you all right with that? Yes, I am. Cool, I am. cool, cool. Cool. So we're going to go straight into it. When did you realize you were an entrepreneur? Uh, I mean, I didn't realize I'm an entrepreneur. I realized that I'm a businesswoman. So what is the entrepreneur? <laughs> okay, entrepreneur. <laughs> Like you said, a businesswoman, somebody who's um, starting a business. Um, yeah, when did you realize that you were a businesswoman? Uh, I realized that I'm a businesswoman through a friend. Mm. Uh, I started selling when uh, Genevieve was born. Who's, who's Genevieve, just for the people that don't know? Uh, my, my, my third born. Okay, then. When she was born in 1992. Raw, 1992. Long time ago. I, yeah, I started selling African clothes and hair tie. Oh, I didn't know And that. hair tie. Even before that, before that close, I had a shop with uh, uh, my husband's bro- cousin's wife. Okay. In Finsbury okay. Park. We had a oh, shop. Wow. We made an African shop with her. I brought the idea that we should do the African shop. So before Genevieve was born in 92. So we started the shop when I was on admission. Because I had oh. I had a cesarean session, so I've been we are sharing the everything we we're buying. If it's hundred pounds, she bring fifty, I bring fifty. So we were doing that. So mm-hmm. that I, I I did that in Facebook Park. It didn't work out, and then uh, I I came to sell African clothes and hair tie. I used to go to Deptford to buy the hair tie and clothes, and then I credit people. I used to okay. credit. 
like I used to sell it and then people who want to credit to credit too. So I did that for a while and that one too. I stopped when I had uh, you, Nanaya. So okay. I, what I want to know is how did a nurse from Ghana, you studied nursing, you were a nurse all your life in Ghana, come end up in the UK owning two shops the shop, in London? Yes, the shop didn't come straight. I started mm. it in the house. Okay. A friend, an auntie of mine, mm. she brought the idea that we should cook because I know how to cook. That's how she said it. She said, you know how to cook, so you have a big kitchen. So why don't you let us cook during the weekends? Mm. So that's how we started cooking during the weekends. We were doing um, omutu. That evening, the first thing was omutu and wachi. That was what okay. we wanted to do weekends. So we started that on weekends. So and she... was, was there a need in the market for it? Because I know the time that you're talking about is very long ago. That was, uh, was like there before... a lot of competition? Was there other Ghanaian restaurants no, at the no, time? No, no, There was no a lot of competition because in this area, South London here, it was only... Uh, uh, um, uh, there's one woman in uh, Clapham uh, by the university in... Oh, I've forgotten the area. Akra Nima, she was the only one doing Dioho and Omutu in her house. And then Clapham Junction too, they have this kinky shop where my auntie was working. So they work mm -hmm. from Monday, Monday to Friday. So mm -hmm. she knew that when we do it weekend, we'll get, we get people. So she came with the idea because she didn't have a house of her own. So... She said, oh, you have a big kitchen and you know how to cook. Let's do the weekend one. So we started Okay, so you were cooking. doing it. You were cooking in the house. And yes. how, how were things going? Oh, yeah. When I started, we were cooking in the house. We had some customers coming in Monday and weekends. There's mm -hmm. Saturday and Sunday. So I stopped going to church because I wasn't going hey. to church. <laughs> because hey. Sunday was included. So... I was doing that. We were doing it uh, Saturday and Sunday. We had some few people coming in. And then my pastor came in and told me I should come to church on Sunday because I wasn't going to church anymore. But I, I mm -hmm. didn't like the idea because mm -hmm. I was thinking he would need his money. That's why he said I should, I should come to church. So I, uh, I didn't go to church. But later I went to church. I stopped the Sunday. I did it only on Sunday. And then I went to church. And then I mm -hmm. saw that even I could sell more in the church because the church people, they were buying. So when I started going to the church, I was cooking. I was taking mm -hmm. kenke fish. I would do a little bit of yokogali. I would do a little bit of wache. And then, but the most part was kenke and fish and uh, mm -hmm. turkey tail and all that. I'll put it in my boots and then I'll take it mm -hmm. to church. So I was selling a lot in the church. Even mm -hmm. some people would follow me to the house to buy some. Some people to ring me, Sister Abraham, when you are coming to church, maybe bring me five pounds of kinky, ten pounds of kinky, this and that. So, so I stopped the Sunday one. I listened to the pastor, but before I didn't listen. So mm. I enjoyed that. <laughs> then the same, the same woman who my auntie who introduced the job, he left. He left about after three weeks when we started. He said it wasn't that busy, so uh, it's only Saturday. She have to rest and all that, so she stopped. So she's the so she same. She just gave up. Yeah, she gave up. So she's the right. same person who called me and said, oh, there's two people coming from Brixton to Clapham Common to buy food. So mm -hmm. 
why don't you give them food Monday to Friday? Mm -hmm. And then I said, how? How can I give two people food Monday to Friday? How is it possible? He said they, mm -hmm. they are on their break. They come all the way from Bristol to Clapham distance. So uh, he will tell them that his daughter is here. He can give them food. I didn't agree. Mm -hmm. I didn't like the idea because how can I give two people food Monday to Friday? Mm. Then he said, Don't worry. Yeah, then he said, Don't worry, Abra. Just take them that they are your brothers. So when your husband gives you chop money, you cook and then you give them some. Mm. But for them, you sell it to them. Just take it like mm. that. I said, mm. Okay. So I started giving them food. I started Kofi and Mohammed. I started giving them food. They were selling in the clothes shop. So I started mm -hmm. giving them food. So when in the process of giving them food, some Ghanaians used to come and buy mm -hmm. clothes to Africa. Those days, the, the women mm -hmm. come from Ghana to buy clothes to Africa. So when they come, they will see them eating maybe fufu or ampisi or yokogali uh, or wache. Because those times, there was no African food in Bristol. If you want to eat, you eat chicken and chips or Chinese. Mm. There was a or fish and chips. Yeah, fish and chips or uh, uh, the Chinese. There was a Chinese. At the arcade, but yeah, I remember yeah, we used to go there. He buy, he yeah. do check, so that's what everybody was eating. So when the Ghanaians come, they say, "Ah, where did you get this food? Did you bring it from the from home?" He said, "No, no, no. Somebody supplying us." He said, "Okay, tomorrow I'll come and buy things. So order some for me. Order some for me." So I started getting people. Like sometimes I'll get five people, six people, order the food. Sometimes some of them. So, so let me just. So let me just break it down. So you went from serve selling on a weekend yeah. with your partner, yes. to your partner leaving you, but then she introduced two people to you. Yes. So you started from two and it started to grow. It started to grow slowly. slowly. And then okay. later, some people in the market, some Africans in the market you got to know. So they too, okay. they too joined in, they were ordered. So it was, it, was, it was being promoted word of mouth. Yeah, word of mouth. No, no advert at all. I didn't do it. Okay. So it's bit by bit. And then when we, we had um, prayer meetings in a recreation center, Bristol Recreation mm -hmm. Center, my church. So some of them, when before they, are going, they will go to the church, they will come to the house and eat. Some too will ask mm -hmm. me to bring to them when I'm coming. They will order some food, kinky. Most of it is kinky and fish and all that. So that one too was there. So the Monday to Friday, it it went on, 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 on. I started getting, sorry, I started getting orders from outside, from outside okay. Brixton. So um, they will call or I will call them and then I will ask them what food they want. Then they will tell me what food. So I'll pack the food in the car, and then I would distribute the food to them. Now it started to expand out of Brixton, and you started to get, mm -hmm. like, other neighbouring places, because I remember those times you used to go, mm. like, around Stockwell, Clapham, Streatham. Mm -hmm. Now, what I want to mm. know is, because I know a lot of people that um, are listening have start-up businesses, and sometimes it can be very discouraging when you're starting mm. small, but you are a testament mm. from starting small in your house to not owning just one shop, but two shops. So speak to me about that process, just, just the before process of getting the shop. Like, where, what was your mind state? Like, why even, get, why even think about getting a shop? Because some people would say, just stay doing it in your house and maybe you could have made more money. But you actually took a risk and, and actually got a shop. So speak to me about that. Yeah, I... Um... It from uh, the in between uh, getting a shop uh, from 
the whole thing getting a lot of customers before I got the shop. I have to get a lot of customers to know that maybe in a day, I have this number of people mm. for Monday to Friday. Mm. It's not like when I got up and then I said, I'm going to get a shop. I have, it, comes, it came to a point where I know that in a day, we can sell to this amount of people. Mm -hmm. So the, the work was becoming a lot in the house. Uh, the cooking was too much because we didn't even, we stopped buying from Brixton Market the meat to go to Ramford mm. to buy the, the, the meat. Like uh, we buy about four, five, six goats and then everything with it. And then we have to buy a double freezer to freeze the goat. And then we have to buy a lot. We have to go to the fish market with uh, my daddy, Daddy Ko. He'll come and take me, wake me up early in the morning on, on Saturday and then we go to the fish market to go and buy fish and then when it comes, the cleaning and all that. So when it got to that time, I know that I have this number of people. And before I got the number of people, I got places, barber shops I, I give food to. It's not one, it's not two. And then I've got uh, solicitor offices. I've got Ghana High Commissioner office wow. where I supply them food Monday to Friday. So... It reached a time I cooked the food according to the Ghana High Commissioner, their order. Wow. Because they will call me in the evening. I've forgotten whether it's in the evening. Or, yeah, in the evening because we give food to them in the afternoon. So when I come back, they will call me the, the, sec, uh, the, is it the secretary or the, the receptionist. is me. He's called me something. I forgot. He will call me and then he will give me the order because he will ask all the workers tomorrow what do you want to eat. So everybody will give what you want to eat. So you cook the food according to their order. Maybe three people are eating amazing, mm. and maybe four people are eating fufu and benku and some like kinky. So I'll check their order and cook the food, the menu, according to their order. So when I was doing that, and people were coming in by introduction by people mm -hmm. that, oh, Bristol, this is the telephone number. Don't want to cook food there. Call her. So in the afternoon, I will get people knocking on my door. Then I open, I don't know them. They said, is that where they cook the food? And that time, Genevieve was very small, but she had this small chair. She'll carry it when you hear the bell. You run down the, the stairs. <laughs> then she'll stand on the, on, the, on, the, on the chair, and then you open the door. And then he'll say, hello. He said, where is your mommy? He said, my mommy is upstairs. She's cooking bamboo and go, uh, fufu and uh, rice. <laughs> so... She will, the people will come and then she'll close the door and then they will come upstairs and then maybe they are on their lunch break, they'll come and eat mm -hmm. and then they will go. And then in the evening too, I will not I don't I can't sleep early because I have to prepare for the following mm -hmm. day. So maybe I'll be uh, uh, cooking beans for wache or beans for yokogali, or I'll be preparing for stew and uh, soups and all that. I prepare the whole thing, but I finish it in the morning. Mm -hmm. I don't finish it. I prepare stews and soup, mm -hmm. but I finish it in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then that time when I cook, when it's uh, 9.30, we call them. We call all the customers. This is the food we want because we cook the food according to the high commissioner, what they order. Mm -hmm. So my husband will be sitting down with the list of food and then he'll call. You have all the places, their telephone number. So we'll call them. We call them and ask. Today, we have this and that and that. What do you want? So the person will choose. Maybe I want yam, 
and pursue with i want a little bit of yam a little bit of plantain somebody said that i want all plantain somebody said i want all yam and then we take the order and then we pack it and then we pack it in the car and then we go and distribute so when we're doing that it reached a time we could see that when we go some people who will not order then they will come they want some of the food but the food is not enough they didn't order so we don't have anything so I told my husband, I said, okay, then let's do extra. So if it's, by that time, the rice to it, everything is on order. So if it's rice, we'll do the order and then we'll do maybe three or four takeaway containers. Mm -hmm. Gary and beans, we'll do that. Uh, everything we we'll do extra. Then when we go, the extra two will finish and they still want, some people want, I don't know why, they don't want to order. Mm -hmm. They just want, so I said, okay, now we are not taking orders. We bought all these uh, um, containers with, uh, you can put hot food inside. Mm -hmm. So we bought all, I bought all those containers, one for rice, one for stew, one for soup, one for beans, one for yam, and all that. Except the fufu, for the fufu and the banku, we don't put it in those containers. We're putting it ready on the in the takeaway containers. So when you buy uh, or fufu, we give you the benko and then we dish out the soup. Mm -hmm. So it's all the soups and the stew and the yams and the rice and the wachi in the containers. So we pack them behind, in my boots and then the back of the car. And then we have uh, kinky and fish and shito and trophy and a paper bag, carrier bags, takeaway containers and everything like uh, you do in a restaurant. Yeah. So it was like a restaurant on a wheel. <laughs> so I would say I, I'm the second person in London who did that. The, the first woman was in, uh, I think the first woman was in uh, Dustin. Facts. But, Wait, hold on. Let me, let, so, me, let me gas you up there. You said you're the second person to do it. Facts. Talk what you're talking, Marion. Talk what you're talking. You were the second person to do it. So you started this whole game. <laughs> now, joking. Yeah, in a car. Trust me. In a car. No, but, yeah, in a car. So now, so now you're, there's a high demand. Um, you have a very big customer base. Um, mm -hmm. People know about you. People are recommending mm. you. Um, there's, it's not like you're doing any kind of leaflets or promotion no. or anything like that. So now, talk to me about the shop. Let me tell you a little bit about before we went to the shop. We were distributing everywhere from Brixton to Stockwell to... Um, the British uh, uh, Ghana High Commissioner, I think, uh, Victoria side, and then we were going to Highgate where the passport office too went, and then we ran from that place to Croydon mm -hmm. to <laughs> where they have the that shop. Oh, what's the name of the shop? IKEA. Oh, IKEA. Yes, we. That is the last place because we will stop at Stockwell, like Streatham for the barbers, and then we go to IKEA. Mm -hmm. Because there were some uh, car wash people there, we have to we have to supply them. And even I've forgotten, we have to supply some people in uh, Old Kent Road. They do the body armor and the helmet. Mm -hmm. There's a company, RBR, I think RBR or something. So there was a lot of Africans working there. So I supplied them food. That's, all this is between 94 and 2000. Before the shop was 2000. So all this running around in the car was 94. And then we were running from Brixton to Stockwell to Victoria to Highgate to uh, Streatham to Croydon. 
and old Kent Road everywhere. And then people coming in, people ringing me. They will come in and eat, and then I ask them, how did you know I'm here? They said, somebody told me. Mm. Everybody was saying somebody. The whole thing started, became big, and I was even dodging some people. Some people, I would dodge them. I would not go and give them food. Whoa. When they asked me, I would tell them I didn't work. <laughs> I didn't cook. Sometimes they would tell me, I'm like, sister, we saw your car passing. I said, oh, maybe it's, a, it's another car. It's not me. I didn't, I didn't, didn't cook at all. So that is how the whole thing started. And then now the shop. So uh, one of the barber shops I give food to, the owner was telling me to come and get a shop, next door shop, because the mm. shop was empty. They were doing teas and coffees and all that, but they left it. So he was telling me, he told me for about a year, and I wasn't even bothered about going to the shop. And then later I decided to go to the shop. So we got the shop from an, uh, a, a man. We got the shop from next to the barber shop. So before I got the shop, the bank called me. Then I said, I need a place to expand. Then they said, I should go look for a place. So I went to look for a place and then they gave me loan to the, my money I had and then I did the shop. But the first shop was small, but the basement was big. So... We have to divide it for some place they will sit and then some place we cook. So we mm. have to buy everything, fridges and stoves and washing and basin and all that. And then we started the shop. So we have to be selling raw food at the top and then we were cooking downstairs. So you had you had you had the green grocers set up yes, at the shop at the, with, at the top mm. with provisions and you know uh, yes. your normal yam, plantain. Yes, everything. Everything. Afri African shop. Mm -hmm. And then at the bottom, you had a restaurant. Yeah. So we stayed in the shop and then we ran the shop for, I think, 2001, two, And then we got another shop, the next mm -hmm. shop. It was a flower shop. The lady left. So the landlord was happy with me. She, the landlord really loved me so much. So the moment the woman went, she said, Maria, it's for you. Mm, take it. Wow. So you had mm. a good relationship with your landlord. Yes. So... He gave it to me. So we expand from the big, the small shop to the big one to sell the green grocer. But the rest, the food was still under the basement of the small shop. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we rented the, the small shop to somebody who is selling one pound things. So okay. We had the base, that small shop. The, actually, the small shop has the basement. The big mm -hmm. shop doesn't have a basement. It have a backyard with yeah. a with an with a with a, a shed. shed with a yeah. shed. So the the big backyard is there. They are all in my lease with the shed. So all my supplies from Africa was in the shed, and mm -hmm. then all the cash and carry things are behind the big shop and some to down there. Uh, the first shop basement where the restaurant is in the in the kitchen side because we divide it so when you are in the restaurant you can't see the kitchen unless you mm -hmm. come through the door so most mm -hmm. of the things are parked there so that's how the whole business and I, I i i love how much detail you went in i believe that a lot of the times people just see somebody just pop up with a business and think that they just went from one to ten but a lot of people don't know about the process. So 
Um, before we finish, I want you to give um, somebody some advice out there. You know, there's somebody out there that is doing a cooking business in their house or they're starting up a business. What is one piece of advice that you would give them um, on mm. their journey? When we started the, the cooking, we didn't go from one year to the shop. We were in the house for seven years. Wow. No, yeah. Yeah, or six years. Or, let me say six years because seven years because... It was 94 to 2001 before we went to the shop. Mm -hmm. So we were in the house. We were cooking from the house. And then I didn't get customers in a day or a month or even uh, six months. I, sometimes mm. I wanted to stop. Then my husband would tell me, uh, if you are doing business, do it for six months, one year. And then if it doesn't work, then you know that it will not work. That is what he tells mm. me. So... You mm. can't do business for one month and you say it doesn't work. So do it for mm. six months, one year. And then you, if it doesn't work, then you know that for this it will not work. So we were doing it. We were giving it to a few people, four people, five people, six people. But it was like, it's my, the chop money I use in buying food for us to eat. That is what I was using in doing the business. So it's not like I was losing. Because even if mm -hmm. I give two people food, I don't lose. If I give five people food, I don't lose. So mm -hmm. I was eating the same, we were eating the same food I was cooking and selling. Something mm -hmm. I would give uh, an advice which I want to, I would like to give to people is people who are cooking. Me, when I was cooking, I cooked the food like what I would cook for my husband to eat or what mm -hmm. I feel like eating, you know, the way you mm. want to cook your food and it will be so nice. You put, you put effort into it, you put care, you put love yes, into it. I, I put, Those were all the ingredients. Yes, I put the taste which I think will be the best. When I started, I was giving them what will make them eat the food. It's not what I will make profit. I wasn't wow. thinking about the profit yet because I was So, so you could even say you might have even made a loss. Yes, I was cooking in the house. I wasn't making a loss, but uh, it wasn't like I wasn't. I was making much profit that time. I wasn't thinking about profit. Uh, what I was mm. thinking is how to get the customers. So mm -hmm. I was cooking in a way like I'm doing a party for a wedding or an important person. That's the way I was cooking mm -hmm. because when I'm sleeping, I'm not just sleeping. I'll be thinking about the best thing to cook or the best way to cook mm -hmm. maybe pamno soup. The best thing, the best way to cook chicken, uh, peanut soup, you know, the, in the best way, I'll be thinking about what I'm going to cook tomorrow. I dream up, mm -hmm. I think about it, I plan it in my head when I'm lying down. So when I, mm -hmm. when I wake up, I know that when I wake up, when I go to the kitchen, I'm doing that, 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 that. I, I think about the, what I'm cooking. I think about what to buy the following day. I check what I don't have and what I have to buy. I, the food was my life. It's like, <laughs> it was my church. Mm -hmm. I think about hey. everything. Yes. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. You said it was your church. Yeah, the food was like my church. <laughs> that is what you know. Why I say that is, I don't want the customers to eat and complain that the food is mm. not nice. So I want to give them the best. Maybe somebody the will best. complain because one man's meat is another man's poison. So mm -hmm. uh, true. Yes. And then sometimes when I go and sell, one thing I did is. All these barber shops and all these, mostly the people I was selling for were Ghanaians and a little bit of Nigerians. So later mm -hmm. I got some Nigerians who so have to cook brown rice because they don't like the white rice. I have to mm -hmm. cook brown rice for them. But uh, they got, some of the people, not only the Ghanaians, when I go and then they will tell me, Auntie, I don't have money. Maybe today I haven't got customers. I said, okay, come and get food. 
Because if you if you wow. if something happened to you, I can't leave my food and come to the hospital. So you come and take food. So sometimes wow. I give it to them free. Sometimes to somebody who complain, oh sister Brian, something the food is it that so I didn't eat it when not knowing that he ate the food. And then I'll tell him, okay, if you didn't eat it, come and take some today. And then you see that he is lying, so he can't come and take what you want to give him free. He just wants to mm -hmm. complain. You know, you know, people like to complain mm -hmm. and get things free. But the way I mm -hmm. do them, if you complain, I'll give you another one. What do you want? Yesterday's food, what happened? You didn't eat it. Okay, come and take it. What do you want today? And then you see that you'll be standing. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. I'll pay for it. Don't worry. I'll pay for it. You know that. So when we went to the shop to, <laughs> you are talking about advice. So the advice I want to give people is when you start business or especially when you are cooking, the, the profit is good, but you have to think about the people eating the food. You have to give them your best. Mm. You have to cook nice food mm. for them. But Nanaya, if you remember when you were young in, my, in the car, I used to, when I'm serving the men in Albi, I serve you too. When we go there, you tell me you want to eat with the men because it's nicer. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, 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 I remember, yeah. man. Well, and then behind the car. Just skip past that part. No, I sh we shouldn't skip past that part. <laughs> 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 that time you were young. In 94, you were only two years. So were, one oh. year, one year. You were young. Genevieve, Thank you. So, by the way, by the way, we're using different um, date of births and stuff. So if you hear any dates of me, of how old I was, just forget <laughs> it. Let's skip past it. But... <laughs> so, so, my advice is, especially when you mm -hmm. are doing restaurant, you have to check. You have to check the area where you are doing the restaurant. You don't need a lot of uh, competition. But one thing I've noticed is Africans, when they see that somebody is doing something, that's when all of them want to do it in the same place. And it's, um, it's, not, it's not a good thing. Because when I came to, before I wanted a shop in Brixton, when I went to the office, they told me that uh, in Brixton, if it's four people or three people selling African clothes, that is it. They don't want two people, too many people, so that everybody will make sales. So that time, mm -hmm. they were, uh, there was nobody selling African food in the market. So they were allowing, because when I went, that's what the manager told me. He said, what, are, what I'm coming to do, if somebody else is doing it, they will not give me the, the shop. So some of the people will be meeting me at places to buy. They know the time I'll be there and all that. So, wow. Um, the, I, I, I give a, a big thank you to all the African shops, the barber shops and all those people who, who mm -hmm. I was serving, the solicitor offices and Ghana High Commissioner and the people coming home to eat. I know a lot of people, I can mention names, but I don't want to. So thank you. Thank <laughs> you for all of them. And um, thank you so much, um, Marianne, aka Mama Lucrative, aka Mama Nanayao, aka Abin Waha, the one and only, aka the pioneer of this selling food in the, in the UK in the car, business. In the, car. Mm -hmm. in the car, in the back of the car, aka all of that. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been an amazing show. Make sure you check it out. Make sure you check us out on Instagram at lucrative underscore mil we are coming back we are coming back with soups and stews you heard it you heard it exclusively here abin wahai is making a return spread the word big it up and it's going to be amazing make it lucrative we are out god bless you